This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. This morning, I want to talk to us about the love of God. You know, I last week I was preaching in Randberg on why we must give thanks for God loving us. Why we must give thanks for God loving us. And I explained that. You see, the absence of love, the absence, listen carefully, the absence of love is the root cause. In other words, is the basic cause, the real problem. The real cause of the many problems in our lives. The absence of love. Yes. You see, we may not know it. But let me give you an example. For example, when you see a, 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 a lady, a lady who seems to have problem of keeping herself, What I mean by problem of keeping herself, not problem of washing, but problem of not being sexual all over. Do you get it? If you see a lady who has that problem, if you listen carefully, you discover that they were never loved. Do you get it? They, they never felt loved. Yeah, it's a root cause of girls who appear promiscuous because most people respond to being loved or to anything that looks like love by giving themselves so when you I didn't understand it until I started to talk to people then I understood that the girls that are slept with easily it's not that they like the sex no but they want somebody to love them because the love of the father was not there it's not the love of the mother the love of the father (laughs) so when they see a man who tries to show them what looks like love they give themselves so you see when a child is growing up and the father is not there you think you have done nothing no you're actually damaging the child some of the problems of boys as they grow up and the wickedness and their inability to stay with wives and abuse some of the some of the men who abuse a lot if you go deep down they either didn't feel loved. They, they, basically, that's the bottom line problem. Oh yes. So they never, they, they, they never felt loved. And sometimes they feel that. What's the, what's the problem? Is it me or is your cables? Do you get it? They never felt loved. And sometimes, instead of understanding that, it's not because there's anything wrong with them, but it's because of an irresponsible father that they had. They tend to turn the thing on themselves that they are unlovable. In other words, they are are not good. So they reject themselves. And you see, you can't love somebody when you don't love yourself. Mm-hmm. So, mo- 
most of humanity problems most of humanity problems starts from love either being present or absent mm-hmm. oh yes yes now this is where god loving us should mean everything to us i said this is where god loving us should mean everything to us i said this is where god loving us should mean everything to us because you see when we look at us and we look at god there's no reason why he should love us no no there's no reason why he should love us but he still loves us and that love that god loves us is even better than the love that any human being can give you because the love of a human being is based often on what they can get from you i always say this and i don't know whether people believe it or not most men don't marry the person they love most if not all men Maybe a few. <laughs> why, why am I? Why? Why? What, 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 what do I mean by that? You see, you choose to love, or you choose to marry a person that you like. That is not love. <laughs> no, it's true. If you really, if you really want to see love, you see. So, so let me put it this way. Let me let me say it properly. We marry a person not because we love them but because they have what we need we may grow to love them are you with me we may grow to love them but the reason why we marry them is not because we love them Mm -hmm. because because the place where love is truly demonstrated is when the person has nothing to offer you and when in fact choosing the person is like choosing a problem and and you see these things that i'm speaking about love you find them in in the love that God has for us God did not love us because we are bringing something to the table in fact if anything we bring more problems you see so so I'm trying to explain to you you see so if God is love the Bible says first John I think first John 3 16 or so God is love you get it God is love so in other words, if you want to see what love is, look at God. And look at what he did. And you know, we must be thankful for the love of God. And it must mean everything to us. It is because the world, First John, First John, not John 3.16. 1 John. Hereby perceive we the love of God, 
because he laid down his life for us. Maybe it's another verse, but I'll, I, this one still reads okay. Is it? Is like, please, do you have NLT? Read it for yourself. Read it for yourself. There's another verse that, you see, this one, when we talk about knowing what real love is, he gave up his life for us. You see, as if he gave up his life for something good. No, 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 no. When he gave up his life for us, there was nothing good about us in relation to him. He didn't, give, he didn't give up his life for people who were righteous. He didn't give up his life for people who were holy that he could stay with. But he gave us his life for people who were sinners that he hates. So can you, can you imagine giving up your life for something you hate? You give up your life in order to save something that you hate. Think about it. Now, you see, in the world in which we live in, put it in NLT. While we were still sinners. So listen, I, I hope you understand what I'm trying to explain to you. If you don't listen carefully, you won't understand what I'm saying. You will say, oh, he preached about love, but you, don't, you won't get the real message. You see, the world has adjusted what the definition of what love is. So for example, when a man takes a woman out and buys her flowers and they have a candle a dinner in the dark with candles and champagne. They say, oh, it's love. Like, so, like celebrating Valentine is love. No. That is romance. You get it? That is romance. It's like doing things to stir up the, the passion, the desire, the sexual desires of the other. That is romance. But you see, the world has taught us to think that that is love. That is not love. If you go to the one who is love and you see the things that he does because of love, you realize that what we call love is nothing. It's, it's nothing there's nothing love about it. That's why we, we still can do it and come home and start beating the person we went out with. Are you there? Okay, yeah. Do you get it? So, so what, has, what is happening to us is that because the definition for love has been changed in our minds, when God has loved us and showed us real love, we are not responding to it. And it's making us go after the fake one, rejecting the real. You see, most women will not see the love of God as love. They want the love of a man. Most men will not see the love of God as love. They want the love of a woman. Why? Because the love of a man and a woman has its fleshly and because we are carnal 
because we are fleshy most of us are very carnal that is what we feel for that is what we want we want a man to hold me we want a woman to hold me that's all love but you see after the holding then what next the person doesn't mind you the person does things that emotionally is stressful that doesn't appreciate you in many ways but it's like we still like it because it's almost like that's what we can taste It's, it's almost like food the good quality food most of us will not like it because our tongue is used to the ugly one the one with a lot of salt the one the one that is bent i mean most of us will not like fresh meat that is just a little bit i mean warmed we want we want to spoil the meat before we eat it Oh yeah, we want to we won't kill them, burn it, spoil everything before we eat it. Because that's what our tank is used to. But in fact, the healthy food, most of them are fresh. They are not cooked. Proper the meat. Meat is healthier uncooked than cooked. Oh yes, apart from pork because of the disease, meat and other things. They are just, in fact, if you taste fresh meat with spices, you ask yourself, why do you spoil the food before you eat it? <laughs> oh, yes. Because that's what our tongues are used to. And in the same way, most of us don't, the true love of God, the true love that God has offered us, we have pushed it aside. And we go around seeking for love, which is no love. Oh, yes. You see, in Isaiah chapter 55, God says something about humanity. He says, Come to me, all you that test and hunger, or something like that. Please, Isaiah 55, verse 1. Very quickly, I just want to read it. Isaiah 55. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Give me, give me King James first. I'll tell you when it's NLT. Oh, everyone that tested, come ye to the waters. And he that has no money, come ye, buy and eat. And ye, come buy wine and milk without money, without price. Let's read on. Okay, you can change it now to NLT. No, no, go to verse 2. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? Why would somebody spend their money on food that does not give them strength? Meanwhile, they are looking for strength. Because they are deceived. They are deceived to think that this is actually what will give me strength. looking for strength that they know that this food will not give you strength but the bible says god is asking a question why do you spend money on food that doesn't give why pay for food that does not that does you no good it's the same thing about the love we look for love that is no love no no look human love is is questionable Oh, yes. You see, I'm not saying something that you don't know. Most of us come from divorced families. Some of us are even ourselves divorced. It's like, you know, at, the, at the time of the marriage, it was like, I love you. I can't do without you. I'll call you this. I'll, I mean, how, what happened? What happened? Are you a 
understanding what I'm trying to say. So you see, the same question that is being asked here, that why spend money on that which will not give you strength for food, when there's real food? The only reason is that most of us are deceived. And church, I'm saying to you that many of us don't believe that the love of God is the real love that we should follow. And, and it's because we don't think about it. We don't analyze it. And what you don't think about will not affect you. Do you get it? What you don't think about. That, why would God love somebody like me? You see, the things that your pastor was saying is because he thought about it. He thought about it. You don't, things that you don't think about do not affect you. And, and so I'm saying what I'm sharing with you for you to think about how much God loves you. And, and to know that the love of God is actually the real love that you should be looking for. You see, that it doesn't arouse a sexual feeling in you. Do you get it? Doesn't mean that it's not love. I said, you see, sexual love doesn't arouse sexual feelings. Love does not arouse sexual feelings. Otherwise, the dogs will not finish having sex and start fighting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you have dogs in your house, they fight. And meanwhile, it's like sometimes even after this one has had sex with that one, then they start fighting. <laughs> so listen, sexual arousal, things that arouses you sexually, is not love. Because the, the true definition of love, the true characteristics of love, has nothing sexually arousing in it sex is not equal to love and the fact that when two people are having sex they say they are making love it's, it, you see that we say doesn't make it so it's not true so listen let's go for the love of God it is the true love it is also a love that lasts. It's everlasting. In other words, you see, as God has said he loves us, and when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that relationship is forever. You see, the love of God is a love that you can trust. The love of God is a love that you can depend on. Because he's not loving you because you have done some good. He's, he, he, he loves you even when you are an enemy. And you see, if, if, listen carefully, if you understand this, if you understand this, you are going to be found to obey the greatest commandment which is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Oh, yeah. And, and don't think that because our sins are forgiven, there's not a responsibility on us to love God. He demands us to love him. This morning... As I was reading, one of the verses I read was the verse, but Jesus said, the greatest commandment is that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. For this is the greatest commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Why is this message important? This message is important because, you see, 
when you perceive and you receive the love that God has for you, are you with me? The natural response is you will love him back. And you see, loving God back is going to cause you to be delivered from many of the traps of Satan for your life. The reason why Satan, wickedness, his traps works in our life is because we don't love God. Yes, it's because we don't love God. But if we were to love God, it will naturally deliver us from many of the things that Satan will set a trap for us. I'm telling you. Time will not allow me to explain everything. Amen. So, I don't know whether I can read a few things for you. Are you here or you are gone home? But God loves us and we must love him. But I still have time, Abigail. I still do. Now, let me, let me explain to you or let me just draw your attention to the quality of God's love that we are talking about. Remember that I explained to you that many of us, the people we say we love, do you get it? Or let me, like I said that, the people we marry, we marry them not because we love them, but because they have what we want. Look, when I met my wife, I said, ah, this lady, she's a very nice person. She's very warm. I just met her for about five minutes or 10 minutes. She came to sit by my friend, and she was talking to us. I said, ah, this lady is so nice. I think I like her. I want her. I would like her to be my wife. <laughs> Do you get it? That's all. Then, as time went on, I did a few follow-ups, and it worked. <laughs> now, you see, over the years, I have grown to love her. I've grown to love her. But also, I can confidently say that she has also been to me what I wanted. Do, do, you, do you get my point? But if you really, really want, I want to say that I'm loving somebody because I want to marry them, then the person would do everything my standard and I will still say I like you mm-hmm. that's, that's actually then you can say you love the person yes so listen the quality of God's love is shown in the state in which he loved us Think about it. That one of them is when we were helpless and without strength. In other words, as sinners, we were under the full control of Satan and sin. You see, Paul said it in Romans when he was explaining how sin was able to control him. He said, when I want to, in me, I want to do what is right. But before I wake up, I find myself doing what is wrong. And I know some of you can identify that you said, I will never fornicate again. But before you realize, you have even, the, it has increased in frequency. At first, you don't do it on Saturdays because you go to church on Sunday. 
Now you even do it on Saturdays and Sunday mornings, even before you come to church. So, you see, unknown to us, we were under the full control of sin, making us to do what we know is wrong and yet can't control it. But this is a state where God, in this state of helplessness and without strength, God loved us. He still loved us when we were ungodly. In other words, we didn't like him. I mean, can you imagine loving somebody who doesn't like you? I said, can you imagine loving? So, you see, I'm trying to explain to us how precious is the love of God and in terms of quality, the, the depth of it. That, you see, God was not loving something that has benefit to him. And he was not loving you because you were beautiful, you, you, were, you had strength. No, no, no. In his sight, you were ugly. He was loving you at a time when you didn't like him. Amen. Amen. He was loving you when you were enemy. He was loving you when you were very far from him. Yeah. He, he was still loving you, even though you, you were not even looking at his direction. And you are walking far and far away from him. Yeah. I mean, most couples, even people in relationship, when one person says, I love you, the other is expecting the other person to say something, love you too. Or love you more. But can you imagine... When God is saying, for God so loved you, I love you. And he said, clear off. You love what? Just be there. You are not. You see, can you imagine God telling the, God discussing in heaven how much he loves the whole world. And then they listen to us and we are saying, he doesn't exist. He's not there. He shouldn't come and bother us. It's easy to love somebody who is thinking about you and trying to wish for your presence. But somebody who doesn't want your presence and you are loving the person. It's like some other people will ask you, are you mad? He still loves us when we were thieves. When we were blasphemous. We were always insulting him. When we were poor. Yeah. When we were poor. And we, uh, he loved us the way we are. He loved us with our so many problems. And even when we were sick. Hallelujah. So listen. Listen. I'm not preaching for long. What am I saying to you? What I'm saying to you is that think about the love of God for you. You see, if you, if you come to that realization, when you begin to think about how much God loves you, you will never be depressed because another human being has rejected you. Wives, why should you be frustrated? Because the man you stay with is not loving you. Have you ever wondered whether he even loves himself? Yeah, because listen, some of the men don't love themselves. And therefore, not loving you is the least of his problem. Do you get it? Now, in spite of him not loving you, he is limited in many things. Leave him, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. Do you get it? In spite 
of him not loving you. God loves you. You know, a lot of people frustrate their lives because they are looking for the love of a particular person. But I'm here to tell you that God loves you. Think about it, young ones. You see, some of you, your daddies may not be around. You don't even know how to call the word daddy or papa because he's never been around. Are you with me? But I want you to know that God loves you. In fact, your angels, the Bible says the angels, they, they are always in the presence of God. The angels of the children are always in the presence of God. I want you to believe in it. That God loves you. And he has angels for you that look after you. To keep you safe. If your mother doesn't love you or your father doesn't love you, it's not a problem. Your, your, your mother and father just gave birth to you. But God gave you life. Yeah. And he loves you. I said he loves you. Believe it. I said believe it. That God loves me. And if God loves me, then I have to love myself. And you will do well. I said and you will do well. Believe it. God loves you. And he loves you well, genuinely. And you see, when you respond to him in love, you will see his goodness more and more happening in your life. The work of Satan in your life will fail because you respond to God's love. He can't use another human being to frustrate you. Nothing works. Because, you see, you see, even if this person doesn't laugh, God laughs and I laugh back. He's surprised. Change. You besides the change it will bring into your life. He has not asked us to love him back without it having an effect on us. You see, because he's love, he knows what love can do. I said, because he's love, he knows what love can do. So I want you to, from today, start thinking about the love of God and respond to him in love. Yeah. Don't think of love as something that must arouse sexual feeling. No. You see, when you, when you, when you think about love for what it is, it brings peace in your heart. It brings joy. It brings joy in your heart. And you wake up in the morning with strength to match on. And you know, you know the best of them all. I said, do you know the best of them all? You are able to give that love to others. Romans 5, in closing, verse 1. I'm, I'm going to read verse 8, but of, I'm going to read verse 5, but let's start from verse 1. It's a beautiful passage of scripture. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith. We have peace with God. And that's all you need. You see, if you don't have peace with me, there's nothing I can do to you. There's nothing. Because I don't have the power to decide when you can sleep or when you can wake up. But if you don't have peace with God, he can keep you awake the whole night. <laughs> and if, you get, if, if it gets worse, he can say, get out of here. 
before your time is finished. So having peace with God is the best thing. So therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Verse 2. Verse 2. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Verse 3. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. You see, this knowledge is important. The knowledge of how much God loves you would make you not fall to another human being not loving you. I don't know who I'm speaking with, but I feel I'm speaking to somebody. May you never be frustrated because a man or a woman doesn't love you. No, no. Because God loves you. You see, for we know how dearly it's like we know what we mean to God. That we may not mean something to somebody, but to God, we mean everything. So we know how dearly God loves us. Because, why? Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our heart with his love. Verse 6. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people will not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone perhaps might be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the love of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God. Because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. I don't, I don't know what you are. You see, because sometimes we are preoccupied with things. So when a great thing has been done for us, we don't realize it. If every human being who is born again would understand this, Married or unmarried, your life will be different. You see, when you are very confident of this love that God loves you, your dealing with another human being will be, will be nicer. No, you see, a person that has grown up, even naturally, knowing they are loved by their parents, they behave differently in society. They are not angry. No. You see that they seem to understand everybody. They seem to have patience with people. 
Because they know what love is. And they are confident in the love that was given to them. I said most of humanity's problem is because of the absence of true love. But today God is telling you that what most humanity lacks, you through Christ have it and can experience it. I pray that you believe in it. I pray that it will affect you. And I pray that you will respond to it by loving God back. That your life will be different. I say your life will be different. You will live it even in a nice-sound way. Yeah. You know, it is, it is when you can feel how much God has loved you and wanting to love him back, that your life begins to do good works in the sight of God. I say, it is when you can feel that God has and wanting to love him back, that is when your life begins to do good works. Oh, yes. If not, your life will only do selfish works. I said, if not, your life would only do selfish works. Mm-hmm. You see, we have, we have a beautiful church, isn't it? A nice church. We are seated here. It's out of people feeling loved by God and responding to God's love. That is, this, that's what is bringing out all this. You see, your pastor comes here, I sent him. He tells me I've bought a land. He's paid it. He's almost paid it, almost everything. And said, but I want to give it to the church. I said, ah, if you have given the church a land, then we also want to build a church for you here. That's, that's how it goes. You see, it's out of feeling loved by God that makes all of us out of our lives do good works. This place, when it's not in my will, neither is it in his will. It's in the name of the church. After some years, we will all not be here, but the church will be here. And you'll have new pastors. 40, 50 years from now, they will have added offices and things. And you say, well, there's a youth wing. And you'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. Out of our lives can come good works in the eyes of the Lord. If we can perceive the love of God, it will make us respond in love. And I tell you, we will be blessed. And our children will be blessed. I said we'll be blessed. And our children will be blessed. May you respond to God's love. May you experience it in your daily walk and may it affect you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's rise to our feet. You want to begin to pray and say, Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for calling me your own. And thank you for bringing me back to you. Even when I was far away. Your love is above all love that I can ever look for. Thank you that your love has no end. For he says in Jeremiah, I have with an everlasting love i've loved you with a love that has no end i've loved you with a love that you can't do anything to take it away it's a love that is eternal it's a love that never changes no matter how far you go no matter what you do his love never changes because it's a love that is unconditional It's a love that came to you when you had everything against you. It's a love that never changes. 
and it's a love that will stop at nothing to make you what he wants you to be. Thank him for this love and bless his holy name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ask that this love that he has loved us with. Oh, ask him that it will stay with you. That you will respond to it. Because many of us are not responding to this love of God. Many of us are not responding to this love of God. But today, there is an opportunity for you to respond as you pray to him that, Lord, I know you have loved me with an everlasting love, with a love that is precious, with a love that is greater than any love that can be demonstrated. And today I want to respond. Today I respond to this love. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. I wanted to pray. Speak. Somebody speak to the Lord about this. Oh, Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. I want to love you. I want to love you with all my heart, with all my strength, and with all my flesh. Everything with all my soul. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. It's a precious love. It's a love that is greater than the love of women. It's a love that is greater than any other love that can be found under the sun. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus on the cross and see what love is he loved me he loved me when I still was an enemy when I still was a blasphemer when I was still injurious to him he loved me of love is this that we should be called his son Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. love is a love that never ends oh. let me know this in my spirit Lord let me know this in my spirit and let it begin to affect my walk with you thank you Holy Spirit
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. What love, what manner of love is this? you have loved me. I can see the quality of your love displayed on me. And I can see the pride. Lord, I love you. With all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. I surrender it to you, Lord. I surrender it to you. For your love is too precious. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. spirit have your way in our midst and touch our hearts that this love will be manifested in our work all the days of our lives we give you praise as every head is bowed and every eye closed we want to say pastor please pray with me i want to give my life to jesus i can see how much god loves me and how much even jesus loves me and i want to respond to his invitation to believe on him i want to do that right now lift up your right hand let me pray with you thank you holy spirit you want to say pastor please pray with me i'm responding to the love of god by coming to jesus just as i am just as i am without one plea thy blood was shed for me oh lamb of god i come i come thank you holy spirit lift up your hands let me pray with you you want to say i want to be born again 
wherever you are lift it up i want to pray with you i want to see lift up your right hand so that i can see and pray with you thank you holy spirit thank you jesus you want to say pastor i want to be born again lift up your right hand let me pray with you just quickly i want to pray with you you want to be born again lift up your right hand wherever you are the right hand let it go up let's pray this prayer with me let's pray this prayer and congregation let's all pray together heavenly father I thank you for my life that you have given me. I know I have lived my own way and done things according to my will in disobedience to your instructions. But today, Lord, I come to surrender my life to you. I surrender my everything to you. Your will shall be my will. I ask you for forgiveness of my sins. With the blood of Jesus, I declare that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He came to die for my sins. He rose again on the third day seated at your right hand by this prayer jesus 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 i receive you into my heart as my lord and savior baptize me with your holy spirit to help me in my work of obedience to you oh god and to jesus my master and my savior. Thank you for loving me. Father, thank you for your, let your blessing rest upon them. Let them never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.